Hi there, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. I am revisiting Godzilla 2014. I did a revisit last year in a podcast of uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, and I absolutely love that movie. I think it's a great Godzilla movie, and you can listen to that. And I will be revisiting it now because I am watching these current crop of Godzilla movies getting ready for the new release, Kong vs. Godzilla. And I have not watched Godzilla 2014 pretty much since it came out on Blu-ray. I saw it in the theater. I enjoyed it. I was a little disappointed with it, but I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a good reboot and a restart to a franchise that, well, this was the 30th movie, 30th Godzilla movie after the originals back in the early 50s, Um, and to me, the best one since the original movie, Um, because it carried on some of the same themes. They took it seriously, but I'll get into some of the reasons why I was a little bit disappointed with it. And then I just, I didn't watch it because later Skull Island came out, the Kong movie, which was great, and Godzilla King of the Monsters came out, and it was great. So those have been rewatched a couple of times since I've not rewatched the original Godzilla. And I felt it was time with the new movie coming out in theaters and HBO next month that I should give it a rewatch and what I truly think of it these days now that I'm used to reviewing movies and shows and stuff all the time. And I got to say, I really enjoyed it this time. I really liked it. It's a good Godzilla movie. And I'll say that right now. Um, that Gareth Edwards got a $160 million budget to make this movie blows my mind. Um, He had done a whole bunch of independent stuff and that small movie in 2010, Monsters, where he did pretty much everything. He was the cinematographer, the producer, the special effects guy. And it it looks like a Hollywood feature for a low-budget and a micro-budget science fiction movie. Not the best movie, but it is interesting. And to see that this guy was pretty much a one-man show on that was kind of amazing. But then his next big project was Godzilla, a $160 million huge studio budget that had a break-even point of $380 million because of production costs and marketing that were over $100 million and things like that. But Godzilla went on to gross half a billion dollars, $529 million worldwide. So big success, even with a horrible break-even point. And that's why they've continued to, we're going to make more movies and expand this universe. And they're using Monarch, uh, this organization that was introduced in this film. So now to that, that being a little bit of background, let's get into the movie. Um, If I have anything negative to say about the movie now, watching it now, it just takes too long to get there. Um, Brian Cranston is great. I mean, the the cast in this movie is better than a Godzilla movie deserves. Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Ken Watanabe, Elizabeth Olsen, Juliette Binoche, Sally Hawkins, David Strathern, and Brian Cranston, plus Wayne from Letterkenny, but that's a whole other thing. Um, And Brian Cranston... They're portraying something that happened 15 years in the past in the movie in 1999, and he's got this terrible wig on, and they're trying to make him look younger, and I get it, but it, it, it's it, 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 it's hard to not look at the wig. It, I mean, they, they tried really hard, but the wig. And I think they spend too much time. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great scene, and it kind of introduces... Well, the, what I always felt was the problem with the movie is we're going to treat Godzilla as a big mystery, 
Look, he's in the movie poster. There's been 30, this is the 30th movie. It's kind of, I understand you want to reboot and everything, but you don't need to make us wait an hour into the film to see Godzilla in a 2014 Godzilla movie. That's the 30th movie. (laughs) I just, I, you know, let's not reboot the whole thing. And, and they, there is some destruction. There is some exciting scenes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, it is a well-made movie, but I think if they took the first act and just streamlined it a bit more, cut a little bit more out of it and, and pared it down so you could get to the rest of the movie, because the second hour of the film is a great Godzilla movie. It just takes so long to get there because we've got to we've got to do the power station stuff in 1999 and how how the wife gets lost and the family breaks apart and things kind of go a little crazy. And then we cut to 15 years later and uh, Elizabeth Olsen is great as Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife, who is the son who dealt with the the loss of his mother when he watched the power plant just collapse there in Japan. Um, So they, they did some good things uh, in bringing like the old themes from the original Godzilla movie into this movie. It's not a 100% total reboot. Um, and then, but the, to give us this mystery for the first hour of why the, uh, the the nuclear power plant had the emergency that it had, and the the things that happened, and the and the radar buoys and the water and all that kind of stuff, it it just seemed like all that could have been done a little bit quicker because we knew what was coming. We know he's on the movie poster. It's you know you you took a long time to get to Godzilla in this movie, but he made a real movie too. Uh, what I said about the Godzilla King of the Monsters revisit last year is the same thing I'm going to say about this. You have to judge this movie against other Godzilla movies, not so much against other movies, but I think it holds up against other... We've had other giant thing movies from the Rock's Rampage to the Pacific Rim movies. We have other types of these Transformer movies. You know, we, we have a bit more in our pop culture vernacular for giant monster movies, giant robot movies, kaiju movies, that kind of thing. Um, and so I just think taking so long, I, I know he was trying to make a real movie and did make a real movie, but it took a long time to get to the the title character. And I just, that kind of a mistake that was made in the 1998 movie, which we won't even get into. I mean, it was what it was at the time, but man, Godzilla King of Monsters blew it out of the water. But anyway, um, so you do build, you get get a lot of characterization, you get a lot of background to these characters, but like the the main character that's in the first part of it doesn't last very long, and 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 then it's everybody else's movie for the rest of the movie. I just think a little bit less time spent on the prologue and get to the meat of the movie faster, and this would be a a, a thrill ride. I mean, if if it was down to more of an hour and forty five minutes, hour forty minutes, you know, it. it it would move a lot quicker. But that being said, um, again, I, I had no problems uh, with the intro this time around. Um, it does take a little while to get there, but it's got meat on its bones. Everybody's doing some good acting there. Um, a lot of it, it gives us some of the uh, determination behind what happens later in the movie with the characters. But once you get into some serious monster battles, the only other negative I would have to say is some of the battles are too short. Um, granted, as someone who's taken martial arts and in a real fight, it's going to be really short in a real fight in the street or whatever. It's just, it's not going to be a 20 minute long scene in a John Carpenter movie. It's going to be a few hits and it's going to be over. And that's very realistic in the way Godzilla fights the two Mutu Mutos um, towards the end of the film. But 
a little bit more monster bashing action. I mean, it, it, he kind of finishes them off one, two, and it's like, okay, we, uh, a little bit more. But the special effects are great. It holds up. Another reason why I was re-watching my Blu-ray of Godzilla is uh, it's about to come out on 4K. And I wanted to see if I really need to upgrade or not. Do I like the movie enough to upgrade? Uh, are the visuals enough to upgrade? And watching it on Blu-ray, it's a very good Blu-ray. I'm watching it upconverted like I have with all the modern stuff that I've been reviewing. Um, it's running through a 4K player, upconverted to 4K on an 85-inch uh, 4K HDR television. Uh, pretty high-end stuff. And it looks really good. Um, not a whole lot of compression artifacts. Um, it, it looks like I said in, a, in another review recently, I've watched some recent Blu-rays that look terrible, blown up, and this one looks good. Um, I think HDR would do some wonderful things to this, especially like the skydiving scene when they halo jump with the, uh, the flares on their legs. I, that's a spectacular scene. It would probably look amazing. If the special effects were rendered in 4K, you would get a lot added detail. Um, they are incredibly rendered uh, CGI screen, uh, scenes for these monster attacks. It's it, it, flawless special effects. They really did a great job on the movie. Considering it was $160 million, and that is a lot of money, they used a lot of practical effects. They used a lot of big sets. They used a lot of big things to make it realistic. And incorporating the CG into it just looked incredible. Uh, Godzilla looks fantastic. It's the first time you really see him, like he's breathing hard. His chest moves when he's doing these battle scenes and stuff. It, a lot of detail. Um, a little bit of gore, uh, you know, when he takes out the monsters and things like that. There could have been more to the battle scenes, but again, we're now used to Pacific Rim, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Skull Island, uh, movies that do have a lot more battle. And that was what I said in the review of King of the Monsters, was they really doubled down on what we really wanted to see and almost went too much with it, but... We'll find out coming up in the next um, Godzilla vs. Kong that's going to be out at the end of March. So revisiting it this time, probably the third time I've seen the movie, I really enjoyed it. I think there needs to be a little bit more Godzilla action in a movie called Godzilla. But other than that, to reboot the series and to, to make its own American line of films, it was a good start and an interesting. And so... Let's talk about Monarch. It, it introduces this behind-the-scenes organization that came up uh, when Godzilla was first discovered back in the early 50s. Um, they have kind of been like an X-Files organization behind the scenes uh, investigating these giant monsters because it turns out there was more than one. And, and, and we find out more about Monarch, but they're using that to tie this movie universe together because it was Monarch who investigated Skull Island in that movie. And at the end, we saw uh, some some cave etchings of some of the other monsters in the monster universe, and that's how we knew it was all going to connect eventually. And then in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, some of those cave etchings came to life in monsters that, that were awakened in that film. And now, uh, for whatever reason, Godzilla versus Kong, they're going to fight. There's a big rumor on the internet that maybe Mecha Godzilla has been setting all this up, uh, doing some bad things that Godzilla wouldn't do, and that causes Kong to fight Godzilla. And I don't know. That, that that's an interesting idea. And I, I, it seems like when when Hollywood takes some of these um, interesting ideas and will pull something out of comics or fan imaginations and plug them into a movie. We've seen it in the Marvel Universe. We're seeing it right now with WandaVision, how they're really treating the fans to some interesting uh, 
levels of geek knowledge and stuff. And and Godzilla would certainly, the next film, would obviously want to pull more because they've pulled in King Ghidra and some of the other, Mothra and some of the other big monsters from Godzilla past into this current universe, I, I would love to see Mecha Godzilla and, and the reason for that and why it was created. But again, I think they've kind of set that a little bit up at the end of King of the Monsters. You know, they had, they saved some parts that the bad guy got a hold of and well, we'll see what happens in the next movie. But all in all, Godzilla, uh, I may upgrade the 4K depending on reviews, especially if it's like a 4K DI or the special effects were done in 4K. Want to want to you know get some professional reviews maybe before I plunk down a, a lot of money to upgrade the film. But it is a good Godzilla movie. If you judge it against other Godzilla movies, it's a great Godzilla movie. You've got good acting. You've got great special effects. And uh, I don't know... Well, I know why I was disappointed. It, it would be nice to have a, a bit more Godzilla action in the Godzilla movie. But other than that, as watching a, a, a fine monster city crushing movie, Godzilla is highly entertaining. And if you haven't watched it in a few years, pick it back up and watch it as we get back into this Godzilla universe with the release of Godzilla and Kong in another month and a half. Very much looking forward to it. I'll be revisiting uh, the other two movies in this monster universe, so look for those podcasts coming soon. Uh, check out therockfile.com for all the links. Please like, share, and subscribe. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>